When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Games List. This is episode four here. This is pretty cool that we've been doing this for a month. Um, I'm your host Joseph Yaden, and today with me I've got Josh Nichols. Hey, and I've got Chris Penwell. This month has gone very fast. Yeah, it has. It's like I mean, we all have busy lives, and you know, you've got school and work, and you know, just all this stuff. You know, plus the podcast, plus all the Game of the Year stuff. It's just, it's nuts, man. Like. You know, when you're a kid and you're like, I want time to go faster. I want to be an adult. Look at this. And then now it's just like, you know. Now I got to pay taxes and go to work. (laughs) (laughs) So how's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Tired. Christmas shopping. You know, busy. That kind of thing. But, you know, fun. Good. Christmas shopping. I went to Target the other day and it was just madness, man. That's where we were at. It was nuts. Just, it's like. It's like everybody decided to go out that day, and like I don't know if they had like a crazy sale or something. Just crazy. The man. worst is Walmart on like a Saturday, like oh, even if Walmart. it's not around Christmas. Just period. It's awful. Nah, not a fan of Walmart. Yeah. Um, Chris, how are things? I'm going well, man. Uh, just finished a really tough exam, and I have one more to go, and then I'm done with school. So what was the so exam? Excited. What do you got? Uh, so it was uh, introductory psychology, and it was insane, like how much. Uh, material i had to cover it was very scientific and that's not how my mind works so it was very challenging was it just uh, was it was all right so i'm not i don't know anything about that was it just like you read the book and then it asks you a question about what was in the book or is it like critical thinking kind of deal um a little bit of both um you have to think a bit more about the information that you're given in the textbook and and, like, apply it to it different kind of yeah game. yeah to apply it from like two different chapters together um oh, it, but i i did well so i'm i'm pretty happy and i'm i'm thrilled that i'm almost over <laughs> man when you get out of there there's gonna be just it's a weird combination of feelings there's i'm, I'm feeling mo- it already <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i'm yeah. sure yeah but it's a part of it is like a weight lifted off your shoulders obviously because you're done yeah. but then it's also Oh man, I have to get a real job, and I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Good, good luck. <laughs> I'm so used to being a student, it's going to be tough to. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. And, then, and every like, if you're a student, you get like all these perks, whatever. Like, you know, people are like, "What do you do?" Oh, I'm a student. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like, they kind of just give you the benefit of the doubt. But when you're like, "Oh, I just graduated." Oh, really? Oh, well, how about that job you're supposed to be getting? So, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So, welcome to College Cast, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Anyhow, um, so today we have a, a fantastic show, of course, and um, we're going to be talking about some stuff. So, we've got um, some news on the plate here. We've got a little bit of uh, Witcher and Monster Hunter to talk about, um, some information about Detroit, an interesting thing that happened with Metro Exodus, and 
Kanye West, the rapper, wants to find Hideo Kojima for some reason. I don't know why. I figured that out <laughs> That's later. my favorite one, just because, like, why? We don't know. So yeah, why? Yeah. yeah. Um, and today's um, special topic is that we're going to be going through our favorite game soundtracks, which is something that I really, really enjoy talking about it. But I'm, I'm kind of excited to hear what Chris has to say, because Chris seems to be pretty, like, up to date with that kind of thing. He did his homework. He, he got yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, oh, like I'm just a, like, <laughs> well, well, I'm just kind of a guy who's just like, I like it. It sounds good. I like the thing. And Chris is just like very in depth, and he's like, a, he like talks about it like a musician. He like so sets the fun. stage. He's like, look, measure five, six, eight time. The tempo's <laughs> yeah, picking up, <laughs> and it's good because this. And, and I'm, I'm like, like, I, I like, like Pokemon's music. It sounds cool. Yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna be rounding out the show. <laughs> And then we're going to be rounding out the show with what we've been playing, of course. So, do you guys want to get into some news? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, the first news story here. Um, so, okay. This is about Monster Hunter. And I think, before we even get into it, I just want to point out that Monster Hunter World is fantastic. And it is on my Game of the Year list. I don't know about you guys. But if, you, if you're listening to this and you like like grindy sort of just like action RPGs and you haven't played Monster Hunter, what are you doing? Um, so let's see here. This is a little article from, uh, Polygon, and this is that Monster Hunter World expansion Iceborne will be launching in fall of 2019. So we're about a year out on that. That's pretty um, far away. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I guess it's a huge expansion. So right. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but this is, um, from, uh, Allegra Frank. And, uh, here we go. Uh, quote, an expansion for Monster Hunter World is set to launch next fall, Capcom announced today. Set for all available platforms, PS4, Windows PC, and Xbox One, the edition is called Iceborne. Iceborne will tell the, will tell a story that follows directly after the end of Monster Hunter World's campaign, introducing new weapons, quests, environmental, or environments, and monsters. As the name implies, expect a lot of cold weather to befall the world, too. End quote. Uh, well, you know, it just kind of goes on about that. Now, one thing that's interesting about this is, from what I understand, it is... Okay, so uh, typically with the Monster Hunter games, there's Monster Hunter X, whatever it's called, 4, 3, whatever. And then they always put out another one, like, ultimate version of that. Well, like, this is kind of like that. So it's like a really big expansion, from what I understand. Um, have any of you guys dabbled in the Monster Hunter series? Um, I haven't yet. I downloaded the Xbox as a trial right now, where, like, for, for like, the 12th to, like, tomorrow night you can play it for free and check it out so i downloaded that to check it out um it it definitely looks appealing to me i liked three ultimate on the 3ds so i think i'll like this this looks like they fixed a lot of little tiny modernization complaints i had you know with like um just you know little little quality of life changes it it looks like it has those yeah so i'm definitely gonna get it it looks cool i just haven't gotten it yet but the dlc looks really exciting and i'm glad they're still supporting it and it made me very happy at the Game Awards when they got the award. Their reaction was just so sweet and heartfelt. They were like, you know, just thanks for having us here. And then I remember him saying something like, when we made this game, we were intending to, like, this was our plan was to be on this stage. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it made me really happy. It's just, you know, it looks great. The The happiness with the developer is just very infectious. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Chris? Have you dabbled with the Monster Hunter series at all? Um, I've only put my feet in the water really like i haven't really dabbled in in it that much uh oh, i tried okay. a bit what of monster hunter 3 ultimate i tried oh, a bit three. of monster hunter stories but the the thing for me is just that i i just prefer action rpgs with a big story like a engaging story and this doesn't have it for me so it's yeah this one the gameplay is kind of more the focus yeah. yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think World does the best job of including a story. Um, like, it's you're not really going to care that much, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, ah, there's a bad monster coming to destroy the town, and yeah. you need to make it not do that. <laughs> like, that's basically the story. I mean, maybe that's reductive, but yeah, at the end of the day, the, the main focus is the It's the like loop. the plot of Godzilla, kind of, but just, just, just change a little bit. Yeah, kind of. But um, I think World does the best job of that. And like you were saying, Josh, I think World really does a good job of sort of streamlining it because the older Monster Hunter games were sort of cumbersome. Dude, my biggest on... complaint with 3 Ultimate was, hey, what if this didn't control like shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think that alone is going to increase my enjoyment of, uh, of World. Right. And the and the thing with the with the three DS version is like unless you had the uh circle pad 3DS pro with or yeah, the circle pad like basically like you were you were sort of like Z targeting. Yeah, which... like I still had fun with it, but it was just it was it it, it was it was distracting, you know, pl- having right. to play like that. Um and I remember reading about the claw in the PSP version. Yeah, that worked too. I always enjoy reading about the claw. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just not that comfortable. But anyway, uh, the Iceborne um, DLC will be coming in autumn of 2019, which, yeah, that is unusual for them to announce DLC that far out. My guess, guess is one reason that they might have announced – my guess is they probably going to announce it in the spring, but then they won't yeah, get, they, they won they an said, award. They said it's going to come in the spring. Um, so, no, no, so there's going to be oh, more okay. details in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I was saying uh, I bet they yeah. would have just announced it in the spring, but I'm sure because they won an award, they probably thought, well, let's tease it a little earlier since you know the iron's hot. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah, right. this is this is what Polygon says. Unfortunately, uh, oh yeah, uh, Capcom won't have more m- much more to say until the spring, according to the live stream during which it made the announcement. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then sort of uh, bouncing off of that. Uh, with some more Monster Hunter news here, um, the Witcher's Geralt is coming to Monster Hunter World, which is really freaking cool because at the beginning of The Witcher Three, you like go on that hunt for the Griffin. Spoilers, and when I was like killing the Griffin, I'm like, this is like Monster Hunter, but it looks better. <laughs> like, so, so this is gonna be really. It seems cool. like so a really are... natural inclusion. Like this guy yeah, does this anyway. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got another article pulled here for uh, from Polygon, just really quickly here. Um, this is from Michael McWhortor. I probably butchered Michael McWhortortle. Yeah, McWhortortle, yeah. Um, and uh, it just says, quote, uh, Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher is coming to Monster Hunter World next year. Unlike other crossovers from Monster Hunter World, Capcom and CD Projekt Red's collaboration is more than just a costume. Geralt will be a playable character, and the game will send players on, quote, Witcher-inspired quests, which, which like, oh, that might be right up your alley, Chris, in terms of story. Because that I, sounds I good thought, to me. <laughs> yeah, I always thought the, the, the stories in Witcher were, like, fantastic, you know? Um, so just a little bit more here. In an announcement, uh, CD Projekt Red said that Geralt's, uh, that the Geralt cameo in Monster Hunter World will, quote, offer a unique gameplay experience blending RPG mechanics of the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt with Monster Hunter World's game systems. Players will get to utilize Geralt's, quote, signature fighting style, seamlessly blending swordplay, combat magic, and an assortment of monster hunting equipment, end quote. Um, so yeah. I think if you're going to jump in, I think jumping in with this Geralt expansion will be your best bet. This is how you're going to get me. This is this yeah. is how they're going to get me. I, I am curious. Again, I, have, I haven't played Monster Hunter World yet, so this might be a dumb question. But um, is this like a timed thing, or is this like a downloadable DLC you could do at any time once it releases? Um, so what? It, so from the article here, it says it's just 
coming in early 2019. Um, it, it I, this is separate from the big expansion, you know? Right, right. But I mean, like the the other it. little like tie-ins they did were those like a timed thing, or were those like you can oh, download? I see. Yeah. Um. Oh, here we go. This is the second major crossover within the span of a few months. Okay, no, that's not it. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about like the length of time. Were the or... other kind of little tie-ins they did? Were those like t- were those like timed or were those? Yeah, they were, but it's just kind of unclear on what. This yeah, I wonder if this is gonna be is. the same thing or not. I don't know. Because I, because like I see what you're saying. Like you know, if it's time, then it kind of gives people an incentive to jump on and play right away, and the whole community plays together. But then it goes away, which sucks, right? So like, I, I like that sense of community, yeah. But I don't like it when it goes away. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of tough to balance. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on here. Um, so this is kind of cool, and this is I, I think Josh might be really happy about this. Um, Quantic Dreams uh, game, or here, here we go. Quantic Dreams game Detroit is the fastest selling game they've ever had, which is I think really awesome. Um, I mean, it just kind of shows how that company has progressed and how their games have progressed. So I've got a, a tweet here from the Quantic De- uh, Quantic Dream uh, Twitter page. Uh, it says, "Quote: Detroit PS4 is our fastest selling game to date." We would like to thank our incredibly vibrant community, PlayStation, our highly talented team, of course, and the Connor Army. <laughs> I guess that's the hashtag Connor Army um, for allowing us to reach this milestone of two million units sold on PS4 in just five months. That's freaking awesome. I'm really happy about that. Especially for the kind of game it is, it's not going to have the same kind of appeal as like, you know, a blockbuster shooter or whatever. You know. Yeah, and that's so. I feel like there's a lot of people who really like those games, but, you know, and they're a loud community, but they're a small community, right? Like, you know, you never see those games breaking sales records or anything like that. So it is really cool to see that, you know, Detroit is their fastest selling game. And I, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope it continues to sell and I hope this can fund their next project. Um, But yeah, it just, you know, it it gets kind of weird when you think about sort of what was going on at that studio, if any of that's true or not, you know. I was pretty, I was curious too, so I looked it up. Uh, Looks like Heavy Rain hit uh, 5.3 million units as of like, um. Well, it came out in like 2010 or something. Right, right. But what I'm saying like is that it took that long to get that. So for the fact that this hit 2 million units in a couple months is, you know, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show, like, you know, the install base of the PS4 plus, like, I think Sony did an okay job at marketing that game. I mean... Yeah, and I don't think Quantum Dream or Sony realized it could have reached the appeal that it did, you know? I think that's probably a surprise to them as well. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty much, I think tough this year with all the playstation games that were out like yeah to, to give something like detroit uh it's it's time to shine kind of deal when they've got you know spider-man and god of war and even third parties like call of duty um it's just it, it, i'm happy to see that um so oh and uh chris i don't remember if you told us this or not did you actually get to play detroit i finished detroit and oh I loved good it. okay yeah okay yeah good i because I, I knew um Josh was really into it, but yeah, I, I really yeah. enjoyed Detroit. Um, and yeah. I, I haven't played their other games. So I'll just say that, but I really oh, you've not played. So all right, I, <laughs> I am like a really loud supporter of Beyond, and I know a lot of people. Oh, are wild. Ah! I know a lot oh. of people aren't wild about that game, and I usually get that reaction that Chris just made <laughs> when I say I like, I like Beyond, and it's not like, it's not like I like, I like Beyond for what it is. No, like I think that's a really good game. Like, I, I don't know, like, when people tell me they don't like it, I'm like, did we play the same game? 
What? <laughs> I I, so, I heard that it's better to play the PS4 too because like it. I haven't played it. All I know is like the PS3 version. It took place like out of order. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Tarantino um, type thing. Whereas the PS4 version, like you you have the option to play it in order if you want. Yeah. So the thing with that, it man, this is gonna get. <laughs> let, let, let's not touch too much on this, but basically, really quickly, um, the the game starts and it's Ellen Page and she's like telling the story of what happened. But she's like her memory is like kind of messed up a little bit, and so oh, she just okay. kind of she just like recalls things like as they pop into her head. Like that oh, okay, kind of that makes sense. I mean that okay, so, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like I, that's why it's told out of order. I I don't know like how important that is in the grand scheme of things. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of jarring that it's told out of order. But for me, I think it's kind of fun. Like you play it all out of order. And then you get to the end and, like, you finish it, whatever, What you make whatever decision. And then you, like, kind of go back and, you're, and you, like, think about, oh, okay, so this was when this happened. This It's, like, kind of fun to, like, piece it together. Yeah, you know? yeah, kind of like, like Pulp Fiction and, and, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, and I, um, I should add, I intend to play Heavy Rain and Beyond. I just haven't. Like, they're, they're games I want to play. They look appealing to me. Yeah, and you can get them on PS4 right now. Um, Chris, why do you hate Beyond so much? Let's just... Oh boy! Uh, okay, <laughs> so I don't really care much for the characters. In the, Chris, in you're like, how much beyond. time we got? Yeah, um, <laughs> the 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 story did feel disjoint to me in a really jarring way, like he said. Uh, yeah, no, I feel you, man. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's it was just cringy to me. Like I, I I finished it. Don't get me wrong, I finished it. So. I must have kind of liked it, but it's... it's I'm curious. Like, so, Joseph... It's if you, their if, worst if you and, kind of, like, project, for sure. If you and Chris had to, like, give it, like, a, 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 a one out of five rating, like, where are you guys at on it? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I, I think it's, like, a four. Chris, sounds like you're more like a three. Like, enjoyable, but flawed. No, he, he seems pretty down on it. Three. Oh, a three? It's decent. It's, it's just decent. not that interesting. Okay. Well, well, maybe that's a that that'd be a fun topic for a show like yeah. games games we all like don't like but like one of us likes and like defend this game kind of thing. <laughs> I think we fun. should all replay that, or for my case, the first time, and then we should do a separate ac- episode where we drink a whole bunch before we oh record and we just fight <laughs> and argue and yell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't so anyway. I don't want to go through another eight hours of drivel. Thanks, like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so so anyway, moral of the story is Detroit sold pretty well. Uh, <laughs> Which is good. Um, good. Good game. Good game. Yeah. Um, so another thing that happened this week that I thought I, I we don't usually see this is that uh, the release date for Metro Exodus got pushed up, not pushed back. It, it's coming out. Soon. Yeah, that's very rare. We never see like, oh hey, I this th- comes out sooner. I think I can maybe recall one or two other instances of that happening. I can't remember the game, of course, but. Um, so this is an article I pulled from PlayStation Lifestyle, uh, which I'm now writing news for. So, you know, no, no bias there or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is from my buddy, uh, Aiden Simmons. Um, it says, quote, it looks like Metro Exodus is not only moving right along, it may actually be ahead of schedule. 4A Games and Deep Silver announced that Metro Exodus has officially gone gold, meaning that development is essentially finished. Now it's all ready to be sent to manufacturers so it can be pushed out to retailers. However, you'll see Metro Exodus on store shelves a little earlier as its release date has been pushed up by a week. Uh, It now launches on February 15th, 2019 instead of February 22nd, end quote. Um, So it just goes on. There's like a tweet from them and everything. Um, So the main takeaway I got from this is maybe not so much that, oh, it's done and blah, blah, blah. It's, hey, let's get the hell out of the way of February 22nd. 
because um, that day was pretty crowded. Uh, there were, you know, I mean, here we can look it up here, but yeah, that I, I think more game developers should or publishers, whatever, should start doing that, just because I mean, there are some games that you need to get out of the way of, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, is this something you guys are into, or like, what's what do you how do you feel about this? Um, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played the first two, but I own them and want to. So I won't get this day one, but I, I definitely was excited i think it was an, it was revealed during like xbox's e3 conference like yeah, uh, last, last year. year yeah it looked really exciting yeah. i was really really like it, i'm gonna play that it looks great um i'll probably won't get it at launch because i want to finish the first two of course first but i'm sure i'll grab it next year it looks really really good and the level yeah, and, of polish but, looks way way high and what's your opinion of like you know game release dates and like how sometimes like it seems like publishers are just like sending their games to die like, i don't I mean, like that like after everything crackdown 3 has been through you guys are gonna throw it in the middle of all that like come on xbox Maybe you know not on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah so so originally on february uh, 22nd uh, there were a bunch of games uh, coming out it was metro exodus it was crackdown 3 anthem and days gone right yeah, that's nuts yeah so like I think it's smart that they all kind of scatter, like some of them scattered, you know, to sort of lighten that day up because, oh man, that would have been so bad for some of those games. Like, I mean, Crackdown 3 presumably would do okay, right? But like, who knows, man? So I was yeah. I was laughing when uh, Black Ops 4 got removed. They were like, ooh, Red Dead's coming out. Let's move this over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, uh, that's it's, it's a bummer because everything should be experienced that was worth experiencing regardless of what else is happening at the same time but you know it gets right. tricky it's like when do you release this do you delay it so fans have to wait longer you move it forward and risk polish being you know not being that yeah it's, it's a tricky situation mm-hmm. and um and chris do you think this is a good idea like do you think that um like do you think they could use that extra week or do you think like it's probably a good idea to get out of the way of the of that date um, I think it's a good idea to get out that day. Um, Anthem's probably going to be a huge release, and Crackdown Three is, uh, it's it's a thing, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Um, but that poor uh, game. I Days, so Days Gone got pushed back to April, so right. that that joint as also joining Metro. But I think it's important that these games get sparsed out, um, so they can get their own audience. You know, like it, it's just odd to me to have these games released on the same day. There's, like, no reason for it. No, it's not. It's no reason. The the consumer has a limited amount of dollars and a limited amount of time. Why put four big games out on the same day? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I still remember when, uh, because, of course, Microsoft was involved with the marketing and the release date for Rise of the Tomb Raider because they, you know, helped um, pay for it. And I remember when they stood by their decision to have it released the same day as Fallout 4 because, and they're right, they are different games and potentially different audiences. There might be some shared in there too, but they're different games, different genres, etc. But I was like, yeah, but still, you got sixty bucks. You're going to buy a game. Which one are you going to buy? You're probably going to buy Fallout Four, and that's and not know, that's not fair to Tomb Raider because it's you know it's great on its own merits. Yeah, and Tomb Raider reviewed extremely well the second one, um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, that game was fantastic, and like nobody was playing it, nobody talked about it because Fallout Four came out. Like how I just, I mean, I'm not a businessman. I, maybe I'm not. This isn't my place to say that I think that's stupid, but I think that's stupid. <laughs> I'm, well, no, I'm because it's yeah, the f- uh, financial quarter. That's basically my yeah. What I think. But, yeah, yeah it's be. probably driven by some dumb marketing decision, but it ends up biting biting them in the ass anyway because it's going to hurt sales. And that first window of impression can be very, you know, important. Mm. So right, yeah, they so, could have anyway, moved that over a week, and it probably would have helped sales for Tomb Raider. You know, 
Yeah. So we're going to be uh, playing that one a little bit early. So that is awesome to hear. I wish more uh, more studios would do that if, if they are able to. Um, so final news story this week, you know, at the end of the year, it gets kind of, <laughs> it gets kind of slower and perhaps some outlets scrounge around for news, but not us. We've got some, some really <laughs> hard hitting news, <laughs> some hard hitting news here. Um, no, this was just a funny thing that I, I just last minute added here. All right. So the rapper Kanye West wants to find Kojima. That's it. That's all. That's, that's the headline. Um, so I've got an article here from uh, this is an IGN article from uh, my buddy Seth Macy. Um, shout out to Seth Macy by the way. He is really awesome. He is, like I met him at E3 and he is just such a nice guy. So yeah. Anyway, um, Seth Macy says, "Quote: Kanye West currently in New York City and fresh off his micro beef with Drake last night. I don't know what any of that means. Is now turning his attention to finding the whereabouts of legendary game uh, designer Hideo Kojima." Kojima is currently visiting New York City himself, uh, and Kanye took to Twitter to try to nail down his location. And then, so this is a tweet from Kanye West that says, quote, Heard Hideo Kojima is an NY. We need to meet. Does anyone know where he is or how to contact him? That's it. And so, uh, <laughs> so then that's weird and, and interesting in and of itself. But then even more interesting on top of that is, um, Jeff Keighley, the producer and host and sort of mastermind of the Game Awards, uh, responded to that tweet saying, quote, I got ya. What? <laughs> what? 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 What planet are we living on? What is this? And um, uh, so then... Let's see. Let's finish out the article here. Uh, this is still from Seth Macy. Uh, quote, no one knows exactly why Kanye is looking for Kojima. It could be... He wants to work on something with the creator of Metal Gear. Perhaps Kanye wants to co collaborate musically, or maybe he just thinks Kojima is cool and wants to meet him. Same. Um, regardless of the reason, Kanye and Kojima's uh, con contributions to their respective arts cannot be denied. And then it goes on a little bit more. Um, I don't even know what to make of this. This is just really weird. Uh, I mean, do you guys have any insight? I mean, I, I want to know what any happens. Ideas? I'm excited for this. This could be cool. I'm interested. Um, I yeah. want to know if Kanye's actually got something that he's like really wanting to talk about or if he was just kind of like smoking something like I need to go hang out with Kojima. I don't know. But well, um, if, if it's just him wanting to hang out with them, I don't blame him. Yeah. Right. I mean, he seems like a pretty cool guy. I know he said uh, he's off his meds now. He's been off his meds for six months. This is the real him. So. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, so, so like, I, I don't think this would be much of a story if it was just, uh, Kanye West saying, I would, you know, where's Kojima? I'd like to hang out with him. But the fact that Jeff Keighley responded with, I got ya, I don't know, man. Is there like a special, like weird game in development right now that we all, I wonder if Jeff like texted Kojima and was like, uh, Hey, I just saw this. And then I wonder if Kojima was like, all right, yeah, let him know. Uh, let's, let's get that happening. Um, huh. I don't know. I wonder if Kanye is just wanting to see if he can be involved, you know, on his respective front with, so maybe he just wants to produce some music or uh, maybe he could produce it. music for Death Stranding. That would yeah. be cool. Or like, like, if it's like a totally other, like, do you remember, what was that game? Um, it was like a fighting rap game. Um, Def Jam. Def Jam. Oh my <laughs> goodness. So like, what if, okay. All right. Hear me out. This, I'm uh, pulling this out of my ass. Here we go. So it's Kojima directing the next Def Jam, and it's like all these rappers, in it, but it's like a fighting <laughs> game, right? And 
no, I'm serious. And um, and and so you've got Kanye West, and then Snoop Dogg is a is an unlockable character, and a bunch of other ones. I don't know any rappers, so I, I'm not. The, I'm not I really the want some. <laughs> I really want some micro beef too. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I my suspicion is that it will just be nothing. But I'd like to think that it's some crazy. I'm with you though. The fact that Jeff Cayley is like, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's talk about it. like that. That makes it interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so that is basically it for the news. You can tell it's a, sl- a slow news week when we're talking about hypothetical Kanye West, maybe, possibly, perhaps meeting with Kojima for maybe Def Jam reboot. I don't know. So we'll find out what happens with that. But we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about our favorite game soundtracks. And Chris is going to lay down the law. On oh, boy. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> no I'll pressure. Oh, and, and, and by the way, you have to do it all in your Texas accent, by the way. So just keep that in mind. Um, we'll be back shortly. Thanks for sticking with, with us. All right. I'll be back. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. everybody we are back thank you for being here with us and we're going to be talking about our favorite game soundtrack so we're going to do this how we normally do we're going to each sort of you know say one that we're fond of and then just kind of take turns um so yeah uh these are just our favorite game soundtracks not what we think is the best objectively or anything like that um so yeah let's start with you chris you seem like you're pretty into this kind of thing i'm not as educated with soundtracks but i am curious to hear what you have to say so what's your first game that you want to talk about and you know what what about that soundtrack do you like um so uh the l scrolls five skyrim by jeremy (laughs) soul yeah i'm not gonna do that all the way uh yeah um this this soundtrack's just mystical um and what's the game again for the people who couldn't understand oh sorry (laughs) <laughs> Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Oh, I've heard of that one, yes. Yeah. So the soundtrack is mystical. It's uh, wonderful to listen to as you're going through the huge world of Skyrim. Um, tracks like Far Horizons um, are epic in scale, and the, it, it just um, tells you how vast it is just through its musicality. Um, yeah. Yeah, and one... like it, it's. I think it's important for like in a game that. that that's that big to have sort of this music that sort of uh you know mirrors that right like that replicates mm-hmm. 
and it's it's just so calm and beautiful, you know. Um, even like there's a lot of chaos going on in the world, like you're in the middle of wilderness and you're just taking it all in. It's just, and that yeah, menu screen, oh. man, right yeah. when you boot it up, it yeah. lets you know you're about to just have the best time ever. Like it's just so epic that chanting, you know that it's yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, like the that. Dragon Ball chanting, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. And then you, you blow somebody away with your breath. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's just the ep- most epic thing to get a dragon breath because of the music. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I yeah. So I, I don't usually think about Skyrim in terms of its music, but now that you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that game does have pretty good music. I'm with you on that. Um, it's and... the perfect... Um, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier, but it's the perfect music to study to because it's just so calm and... So oh, interesting. So what, do you have, like, a, you know, a playlist of it or something on your phone? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just listened to it on Spotify. Um, oh, it's on Spotify? Yes, it is, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we'll include a link uh, if there's uh, any links to, like, Spotify. Uh, yeah, with yeah. We were discussing if we should put the song actually in the Dude, there's so much good music from games on Spotify. Like, I love it. Yeah, 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 but so, but we didn't want to include any songs on the episode just because of weird copyright stuff. I don't, I don't want to yeah. get in trouble with that. But I also anyway, want to yeah. point out the streets of White Run as well. It has a beautiful use of the choir and the piano and the strings. It just, just puts me at ease. I just love it. Yeah. Oh, and White Run. That's a that's yeah. one of the towns, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, man, it's been so long since I've played that game. I can't. I'm like vaguely. Oh, you should replay it. It 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 holds up. I haven't I haven't I finished oh, yeah. it before, but I played like. A shitload of it, like on 360, Xbox One, uh, Switch, and I'm about to play the PSVR version soon. I just need to find time to do it. Get the remaster mm. on PS4, and you'll be hooked back in again. I-, I swear. I have it on Switch. I just haven't really spent that much time. Oh, with it. okay. Yeah, but I-, I prefer everything if it's you know if it's portable. I so. can't. Oh, I need to get that on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you won't see me for weeks. Oh man, um, so yeah, that's cool. I like I said, now that you're talking about that, I'm like, oh yeah, good music. Um, okay, so for me, um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not gonna be able to get as in depth as, as Chris is. Uh, but okay, one of my favorite games of all time, or one of my favorite series, is the Hotline Miami series. And I like okay for the people who don't know about that game. Basically, it's like a top-down, I guess, brawler slash shooter. But brawler is like, it, you use melee combat, and it's really fast. And so you're like going through these like rooms, and you're just like bashing people's heads in really quickly. You're like shooting them. Like, it's just crazily violent. But the music to it is so freaking catchy. And it, it perfectly, it like goes together perfectly with the idea of being a mass murderer like it's like, <laughs> okay <laughs> well, like like it, it's like i don't know man like there's there's certain sounds that like sort of bring out this primal element and yeah like when i'm playing and i'm just like in the zone because you have to be like pinpoint accurate with this because one hit kills you um you're like running through this corridor or whatever and you and you've got this like rhythm down and then it it almost at times feels like a music game because of how the music is entwined with the game and like the gameplay um it's not like guitar hero or anything like that but it's more of something almost like sound shapes in a way where like the, the music doesn't inherently like affect the gameplay but it it feels like it does you know and oh man, some of those tracks are so freaking catchy. Like they're on Spotify. Um, so on here, I've got um, these are just some artists. So there's one 
uh, Carpenter Brut, at B-R-U-T, I don't know. <laughs> but, and then my favorite is Moon. It's M, and then, what's that thing, the line thing? I don't know. It's M, space, line, whatever that line thing. I don't, I'm doing a bad job of explaining this. It's Moon, M-M-O-M space O-O, M space O space O space N. Anyway, um, and then a band called, or a group called Scattle. Um, and yeah, if you're into like, just like awesome, like sort of like electronic, like sort of techno music, and you also are a serial killer, then, <laughs> then you might be, then, <laughs> what are you, what are you trying to hijack this? I know. Oh my, I would be the worst serial killer. I would be so <laughs> bad at it. Even if I wanted, even if that was like my life. I'd be like apologizing be the whole killer. time. Like, I'm really sorry for cutting your head off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to eat you. Anyway, um, this got jeez. Oh, um, so yeah, no, I, I I really like the soundtrack. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Josh, what's a game you wanted to talk about? Um, so same thing as you. Uh, I didn't do all my homework like Chris did. I just was like thinking last night, like what soundtracks do I really like? Um, so uh, a soundtrack I really really like that I find myself listening to on Spotify a lot is a V V V V V V by a. Uh, he goes by like was it Soli, but his name's Magnus. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Paulson. It's got the little yeah. like uh, circle above the A, so I don't know what that means. But his oh. music is great. Huh. I really like it. V V V V V V is uh, if for those unfamiliar with it, it's um, it's a really interesting platform that kind of has a a graphical aesthetic from like a Commodore sixty four game. Um, it's it's. It's really great. Um, it's it's really fun. Uh, basically, the way it works is you don't jump in that game. You hit the jump button, and you end up going into the ceiling or going to the floor or, of course, something in between. And so it creates some really interesting challenges in platforming because not only is it not what you're used to, but it's it's it, it's it, it's very puzzly. But, yeah, it's a great game. I finished it at 3DS uh, a couple of years ago and really enjoyed it, and then I'm playing through it in the Switch here and there as well, but not um, very... Um, Oh, I was gonna ask about that if it's on yeah, Switch. Yeah, it's on Switch it, and it's it's great. Yeah. Um Huh. And so and what's the music? The like? music's just it's it's very like chip toony and retro y, but it's just it's it's oh. it's so good. It's it's on Spotify and I would assume other streaming platforms too. But it just it's very energetic and it just it, it really it expertly helps uh communicate like kind of the emotions of everything going on, but just with beeps and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it's just really cool how it's able yeah. to kind of drive you forward, but also, you know, show like, Oh, this is a really intense situation. This is a really, uh, um, mysterious situation. Like, it's just, it's, I, I could never imagine playing that with the sound off. It's it, it, like almost like Mario where like the music's just that, uh, almost integral, I think to the, to just, it's just, it's part of the experience. It's really fun. Um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's great. And, and what should people search on Spotify if they want to find some? Uh, the soundtrack's called PPPPPP. I forgot. Oh, it's because every song starts with a uh, the the with letter P. Like it's every song title. Just oh. like V V V V V V. Um, every character. Basically, you're saving six your six people from your your crew when you get stranded, and every character's name starts with the V. That's why it's called that. Um, and then yeah, every song in the soundtrack starts with letter P, so it's PPPPPP. But, um, okay, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, so it's it's great um, though, definitely check it out. I think somebody could find a join me in that in that, even if they didn't like the game, it's just it's fun, yeah, yeah, that sounds especially if you're into sort of the chip tune yeah. stuff, um, 
All right, uh, Chris, what's the next game you wanted to talk about? Um, Yeah, I'll talk about Gravity Rush by Kohei Tanaka. Uh, I really want to play I... that. It looks really cool. Oh, please do. Uh, there's a remastered version on PS4, um, and whenever I play it, I just get hooks and, and play it again. <laughs> play um, it on the Vita where it belongs. I don't think I'm allowed nah, to. I missed it's the It's bad boat. on the PS4. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Um, yeah, just the visuals that look great on the PS4, and uh, I don't know, just, I feel like I get less sick while playing it. But anyway, yeah. um, on the onto the music, uh, I think the, the soundtrack's... Ver- very uh it's got a lot of personality to it um it's very jazz inspired the battle theme is exciting bombastic and it keeps the action going um and it it it's also very whimsical which i enjoy as well um which you don't get in many games it's, yeah. it's kind of like a whimsical superhero kind of game like, i just love it I- I'm, you had me at jazz yeah i love oh. i love some jazz so is it more like like sort of like smooth like slow jazz or like more upbeat it's fast yeah oh it's good fast. good 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 yeah that's awesome yeah that sounds really cool and and you're talking about the first gravity rush right yes the first gravity rush so okay. i tried playing gravity rush 2 and i just couldn't get into it couldn't hmm. get into it didn't why yeah and so do you know what people can search on spotify if they want to find it if not it's okay i but... don't think it's on spotify but i can okay. just double check yeah yeah because i'd like to if, if people want to check out some of this music we're talking about i'd like if they would be able to find it For sure. um, i imagine if you maybe just search gravity rush on on spotify if it's there it would pop up maybe i don't know let's see yeah um yeah gravity rush is interesting it's it's a it's a unique game i think in that you know the, the sort of experimentation with traversal like i don't know for the people who haven't played it like basically you're you're sort of flying through the air but it's not just you're flying like you would think you're like changing the way gravity works hence the name gravity rush and you can basically just say hey turn gravity off and then you're like flying like falling through the air and then you can stop and then turn gravity on and then you're like floating there kind of or whatever mm-hmm. and then you can sort of like fall and, and stuff too it gets really really weird and i totally get your point about you know, not wanting to get sick or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it's an unorthodox platformer um, with action elements to it. It's super yeah, fun. yeah. So Just any luck finding it? No um, luck on Spotify. No luck. No luck. Okay. Yeah, it's probably not on there. But play um, the games and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. Those, I think, like I said, the first one's at home on Vita. The second one did not come to Vita because Sony hates the Vita. But um, you can find <laughs> both of them on PS4. Um, so a little game I wanted to talk about. Um, one that I feel like a lot of people probably forgot about is one called Brutal Legend. And yes! It's that, it's that game starring Jack Black, <laughs> and it's just this, like, open-world, like, sort of over-the-top action game, but it's all themed towards metal music. <laughs> and so, fittingly, the soundtrack is all metal music. And, like, there's a lot of metal on there that, like, I'm... It's kind of, like, you know, before my time, so, like, I, I can't really relate to it. But there are a few bands on there that I just wanted to shout out. Like, uh, there's a Mastodon song on there um, called Oblivion, which you can just find that on Spotify. Fantastic. Um, so, and then Death Clock, uh, which is sort of... <laughs> so Death Clock, it's a... It, you know the show Metalocalypse. It's on Adult Swim. 
Death Clock, Death Clock is the band in Metalocalypse, and it's this sort of, like, joke band. It's, like, a joke death metal band, and they all are, like, caricatures of famous death metal musicians. So, like, the singer is a, a Nathan Explosion is a, is a caricature of uh, George the Corpse Grinder Fisher from, from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, and it's just a silly show. And anyway, Death Clock has a, a song on there called Mermaider. It's a song about murdering somebody underwater, I think. So <laughs> all of my song, all of my wow, what's wrong with you right now? Yeah, I didn't Are you okay? Anybody. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> and and then of course Jack Black lending his fantastic vocals to the tenacious D song, the metal. Yes. yes. Um, and dude, that game like. I don't know how they could bring that back, but it, they need to in some way. Brute Legend Two, please, or some, or yeah, I just feel like that would do so well. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe it would just be me buying it. But I thought the combat in that game was awesome. I loved like driving around and the just ridiculous car and the voice acting. It was just so funny. Jack Black is awesome, so they need to bring that back. The biggest problem uh, with that game was the RTS sections for me. Just I remember, I remember hearing that game. Yeah. Just be just be an action game, please. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please. Just like Devil May Cry or something. Yeah. Like, oh my god. That would yeah. be so good. Um, so anyway, uh, Brutal Legend, awesome game, awesome soundtrack. Uh, Josh, what's your next game? Um, so I really, really, really like the uh, the music to uh, Pokemon Crystal. I say Crystal, but really Gold, Silver, Crystal. Um, I, I like the music from Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, but like I don't know. There was just something so special about the Johto games. Um, and the the... First song, one of the first songs you hear, uh, the theme for the New Bark Town, which is the first town, uh, you know, your your hometown in that game. Uh, it just, I remember, I remember reading the sign and saying like it was a town for like new beginnings or something, and the music just really exemplified that for me. Um, I just really liked the music from Gold, Silver, and Crystal, and um, I find myself pulling that up in YouTube uh, here and there throughout every year and just really enjoying it. But yeah, the 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 music for Pokemon is always great, but like, there's always gonna be a special place in my heart for like the the pre like modern games like 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 Game Boy Advance and back where it was just you know all sided chiptune and just yeah yeah and so i think it's important in those games uh like because when you go to like a new area it's it's like new right so you don't know what you're what you're going to stumble into and so like the music has to kind of go with that where it's like this inviting sound right where you're like okay i feel like i'm fine and i'm going to go discover a cool new thing maybe right you know? Versus, versus like when you're in like a battle or something, the music is totally. And different. that's something. Like this, like there's something to be said about that too. The thing. battle music, in my opinion, never gets old, and like that's important because you're hearing a, a lot of these themes are reoccurring. You know, they 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 happen frequently, and the fact that they don't really get old and they still draw on that same sense of emotion they're trying to kind of elicit is really important. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I really like the the Pokemon Let's Go. Sound oh yeah, too, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm really, really yeah. fingers crossed, hoping for Pokemon Let's Go, Totodile, and Cyndaquil. Like that'd be so great. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Chris, what's uh, what's another game you wanted to touch on? Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, I mentioned Never this in it. our favorite games list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this this soundtrack is uh, amazing. It has plenty of personality. Um, just like uh, Gravity Rush, and it brings the world of hitters to life. Like Home Sweet Home is probably my favorite, one of my favorite piano tracks um, ever made. Um, is it just piano by itself? That's it. Um, pre, um, it has sweeping scores along with it, but the main yeah. thing is the piano. And then Propaganda's like this weird kind of like song with alien language, and it's 
um, oh, it's got it's kind of got like reggae kind of like vibes to it. Oh wow, that yeah. sounds really cool. <laughs> and it's uh, it's so many cool kind of tracks in this that are unique and you've never heard in the game before. Like yeah. uh, so, uh, for for Home Sweet Home, where when is it that you hear that track? Do you know, um, beginning near the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, at the right at right at the beginning, and then sometimes while you're going around hillis on on your boat uh you can hear it and it's just oh it's so just like a skyrim i guess it just feels serene it feels beautiful and yeah. you just get the and, chills every time you hear it it's, oh, and and yeah. and it does a good job of sort of like you know matching the atmosphere would you oh say? yeah yeah for sure yeah. Yeah, that's interesting about that alien language. So you're, they like wrote a language, like they made up a, mm-hmm. a language just for the song, or is it like a language? I've never played this game, so please do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, also there's like this race kind of track where it's like really fast reggae. But it's, it's, it's so weird, but so cool. I just want I want a, a loop of you doing that, and then we can make a song out of that. It's the new theme song, right? Yeah, our new theme song. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds interesting. I really I, that alien language thing sounds awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. And then so for my last game, I wanted to talk about. Uh. So all right. <laughs> now I know Chris, you were you maybe wanted to talk about Persona Five, but I'm going to talk about Persona Four because <laughs> I haven't played as much of Persona Five as I did Four. Four actually got the platinum in, so I know that game in and out. Um. I think the music almost makes that game like. Can you imagine Persona 4 without music? No, like, I can't. That it would... Oh. I don't know, man. Like And, like, there... It, it just... It's... Well, I guess J-pop, right? Yeah. And, like, I normally wouldn't be into that, but it's so catchy. It's like... It's like a... I don't know, man. It's like a disease. Like, it gets ingrained <laughs> in you. It's crazy. Like... Even like I've I haven't played that game in years, but even I'll just be like, every day is great at your Juness. God damn it! Oh my god! Oh, I'm trying to live my life here, and uh, and like okay, so like um, when you're running around in the city and it's like sunny out, there's a there's a theme song that plays, but then mm. when it's raining out, there's a totally other theme song that plays. It's just so and then when it's cool. snowing, it changes too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know, man. Just just pull up the soundtrack. You're, it's it's. It's gonna get stuck in your head. Like I really like the heartbreak, 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 heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then the battle theme's like... awesome too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I actually, I actually prefer the not battle theme songs, but the battle theme actually the there are some pretty good battle. I could just keep yeah. going on, man. They're just so catchy and just weird and Japanese mm. and so not something I would normally listen to, but. I don't know, man. Like, I think that's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Like, same. Um, like, I pre-ordered the Persona Four Dancing Game Special Edition when it was coming out for the Vita. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and um, and then I got the I got the like Vita two lives. CDs. Yeah, Vita lives. I got the two CDs. Uh, like that came as like a pre-order bonus or whatever for the special edition. Um, and man, I listened to the shit out of those albums. So yeah. Anyway, um, so that's my last game, Josh. What's the last game you want to talk um, about? This one's kind of more of a weird one because it's, it's essentially mostly licensed music. But uh, the Bioshock, I couldn't pick just one game. So I was going to say the Bioshock series. Um, if I had to pick one game, though, I'd say Bioshock 2. Um, but I, I really like really? that era of music a lot. Like it's, And, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was well-versed in that before those games. In fact, that's part of it is I hadn't heard a lot of music from that era. And Bioshock kind of introduced me to a bunch of that stuff. But um, there's just something so special about hearing... You know, how much is that doggy in the window while you're setting someone on fire? 
<laughs> you know, like it's just it's so jarring <laughs> and weird. Okay, I should be scared of you guys. My God, like, <laughs> hey man, we're Americans, okay? <laughs> Get out of here God. with your Canadian stuff. I'm just Holy kidding, Chris. Crap. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I really really like the uh, just it, it it doesn't work, but because that it does, you know, it's just so weird hearing like this weird, pretty, innocent, you know, 1950s and 60s music, and then just you know, it's just violence and chaos oh. and craziness everywhere yeah so so it's it's just so the listeners know so it's licensed music from the 50 like the 40s and 50s right uh yeah i think i think yeah i think so i don't think there's anything from the 60s or yeah mostly Uh, it's not oh man i can imagine that that combination like you said like setting somebody on fire with that music oh man that would be really interesting yeah and there's like record players that are playing this music you know around the world and you can even turn them on and there's like you know jukeboxes and stuff (laughs) um yeah and it's just oh man and like and and it's just like it's like creepy right the game because it's bioshock it's like almost like horror right but you're like walking around and finding stuff and yeah you've got that that like 50s music in the background that i've never even really like made that connection there that that that's such a good combination and it also has the other benefit of like it makes the world feel more alive you know like these people didn't used to be like this they used to be just listening to this jukebox over here and enjoying a drink at the counter that you're standing on while shooting at them or whatever you know it's just it's it's it really adds more life to it um and i want to do a special shout out for infinite i am going to do my absolute 100 percentist to not like spoil anything but it's interesting because it shows how the tears in infinite can work because there is licensed music um like one of them is God only knows from the beach boys, but you're hearing like oh, a barbershop funny. quartet <laughs> perform it. And this is my favorite moments. Yeah. It's game, really cool. Honestly. And there, like, there's like so a, memorable again, trying to be as careful and vague as possible, but there's a character that yeah. creates music in this world that he didn't really create all this music. Of course, he just ended up pulling it from other time <laughs> periods, yeah. but it's, it's interesting how they went the extra, you know, mile to, to like do that. That's really cool. It kind of adds personality yeah. to the world, but while also having like, oh wait, is that a Beach Boys? I've heard this song before. What is this? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really cool. That's funny. Um, so uh, Chris, just really quickly, if you can touch on why you love Persona 5's soundtrack so much. Uh, Persona 5's soundtrack just uh, like like the other games have a lot of personality, um, and it's kind of interesting because these composers are Japanese, but the lyrics are actually written by an, um, uh, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> the Benjamin the Franklin? The Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he, came, he came back to <laughs> write some persona. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. And that, that, that's super okay. catchy. Um, it, you have the best of the J-pop with these lyrics and it's just, ex- it's excellent to listen to. Um, yeah. And I love that jazzy vibe as well. I think I love oh, jazz, guys. I think I love man. jazz. Yeah. I <laughs> jazz is great. Yeah. 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 Cool. We can all agree that jazz is awesome. And last surprise is the battle theme from Persona 5. Like, I think I've heard it so many times over the 100 hours of playtime I, I, I played it, but I, I still really love that song. Yeah. Man, uh, you, you're making me want to play all these games now. Oh, jeez. We don't have <laughs> time. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Christmas coming. Right. So, yeah, well. yeah. I haven't even played so Persona those... Five yet, but I, I intend to. But I've heard the music; and it's so good. Like I yeah, really, so really, really like it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are some of our favorite soundtracks, and um, let's just jump into really quickly here. I know we're running a little long today. Um, just what we've been playing. 
Um, Chris, why don't you talk a little bit about what you've been playing? Oh, me? Okay. Um, so I've been playing a bit of Battlefield Five, a uh, little bit of the, the campaign. Uh, and I like I the we characters were, we so were discussing far. it earlier. Yeah, how, how are you feeling about it? Um, I like the characters so far. Their banter feels natural, and it's actually pretty funny. Um, but it's very repetitive already after like an hour in, because you're basically going in bases and trying to sabotage um, the enemy, uh, the, the Nazis, from uh, getting resources yeah. or supplies to the war and it's very samey but i don't know what what it's like for the other campaigns are they different at all joseph mm, like there are little cool inclusions here and there but for the most part like okay i wrote this big feature for twinfinite back when i was with them about how i think the battlefield 5 campaign drops the ball after battlefield 1 because battlefield 1 i think did a really really good job with the characters and the pacing and like the like, I felt like you got a lot of meat in that campaign. And with this one, there are only three campaigns, or maybe there's four now. I think they might have added the the final one. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but th- you can beat them in, like, an hour, if if that. I mean, I like that, though. I like that. Well, yeah, but when you're, like, say you're only buying, the, like, say you don't have internet or whatever, which yeah. I know is, you know, it's 2018, whatever. But, but, like, if you're just getting this to play offline, like, I feel like you are totally not getting your money's worth. Well, that's not and the audience they're going for, right? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, but to me, it's like, well, why even include a campaign if you're just going to sort of, like, I don't want to say half-ass it because I don't know what went down with the development, but just, like, it just totally does not seem that their, that their efforts were put I, uh, towards I kinda this disagree. campaign. I kind of okay. disagree. Um, well, that, I, that, that, I think the set good. pieces <laughs> are, are fun um but yeah the script is tight i i really like the script and uh uh, the game feels much better to me and the graphics for these um like basically you're on an open world map almost and you're going from base to base and i'm just i'm just impressed by the scale of these campaign the campaign itself um, yeah. for yeah, this I... small kind of like do you know what i mean like it's a small, small snippet but Microbeef. yeah yeah and yeah, then the, I, I i really like, love the graphics from like the frostbite engine too so yeah no i think the game is beautiful um i think what, part of it is just that I, i'm just tired of these military campaigns like just you know i mean we've seen them for like you know 10 15 years now and it I don't know. I kind of want them to do something different. Like that's why I really like Spec Ops a lot. Oh like, my god! Sort of... uh, we need to do a whole episode on Spec Ops. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the military theme is not inherently bad. It's just when it's over and over. Okay, go to the. Thing, We're doing the same the thing with it though. Formulaic, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and so, like, you know, they had to push the game back, and I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know what went down there. If they, you know, I guess they had to get it out by holiday. Anyway, I kind of like what Activision uh, did, where they were like, um, statistically, a lot of people aren't playing our campaign anyway. Um, we're going to focus on what everybody really likes. I don't like yeah. that. I like, I like the no, campaign. No, no, I, I like campaigns. I'm just saying I, I like that Activision looked into it, though, and like I forgot the percentage, but it was like 10 15% of the audience. Or, oh, I think less Yeah, than it was that. a very yeah. small number. So they were like, well, everyone's playing this and this and this, so let's just go all out on these things. Okay, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm a campaign guy. I'm just saying it feels. I guess what I'm trying to say is it feels like Activision's doing a better job of listening to its fans than Dice and EA, or or maybe like making more profitable business decisions. That's really guess, what it, which, what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not like they... I don't know. 
And um, and Chris, have you jumped into the multiplayer at all for Battlefield? A little bit. I played one game of it. Yeah. Um, and how do you, how do you can you talk about maybe how you, how it felt? Ah, uh, I think the controls have been significantly improved for me. Um, it yeah. feels much smoother. Um, I'm getting less frame rate drops than I usually would with a Battlefield game. Uh, I think it looks pretty. Um, I went on this. Um, map with a field like an Eng- like a french kind of field and it looks stunning like very it's very green um and i, I enjoyed my time with with the conquest mode actually so i'll probably yeah. be dropping back into it if you if you want to play joseph if you have a ps4 sure yes yeah, yeah let's, i do have a ps4 up. yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be, uh, battlefield 5 uh or battle the battlefield games multiplayer are so much better when you've got like a squad going yeah. so yeah absolutely um what else have you been playing uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm not gonna go into much. Uh, just been diving more into playing with friends and. Uh, uh, yeah, have you just... have you tried the online mode for that? No, unfortunately, no. Okay, I, I so... haven't. I haven't tried it yet. It's it's not my own Switch. So it's I'm borrowing my uh, roommate's Switch one well, oh, okay, to gotcha, play gotcha. it. So yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing. So so I've been playing that too, and I've been wanting to play online, but the problem is that there's just so much lag. It's like. I mean, it's that bad. You know, yeah, like, w- with a fighting game, I mean, you, you never want lag anyway, but with a fighting game, lag is, like, a really big deal. Mm. And I think they're working on fixing it, but right now it's, like, I don't want to say it's unplayable. You can totally, like, get through it fine, but it just doesn't feel like it's up to par, especially now that we're paying for online. So yeah. I just was curious yeah. about that. I just watched um, a stream last night for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate by, uh, by the Amayan Buck- Buckle Supreme. And mm. um, he... It wor- It looks like it was working pretty well, and the matchmaking worked fine too. So uh, I think maybe, they're improving it. Yeah, maybe they maybe they recently patched it because I played it a few days ago and it was still giving me a hard time. So yeah. I'm not sure. Um, was there anything else you were playing? Uh, that's pretty much it. I played a little bit of Guacamole too, but a lot of exams, um, yeah, studying yeah, yeah, and stuff have gotten in the, in the way. So I will right. be going into those games in the coming weeks. So look out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, Josh, why don't you talk a little bit about what you've been playing? Okay, so I'm going to talk about Smash Bros. a little bit more than Chris did, just because... Um, yeah, 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 we got to give that game... Some this is my first time playing there, Smash yeah. Brothers. I bought the GameCube one back when I replaced my GameCube. Uh, I don't know, back around when the Wii was... Back when Brawl was out. And I tried to get roommates to play Melee with me, but, I mean, this is in, like, 2012, so... Oh, no, man. no one yeah, wanted to play melee on. with me, and I never played Smash Brothers. I tried playing a little bit of it myself, but I just wasn't. It didn't hit, so I just. Anyway, so uh, this got announced, and I heard every longtime Smash Brothers fan go, "Oh my god, this looks like the best Smash ever!" So I was like, "Okay, cool. You know what? I'm gonna get this one." And it also, the, the re- man, the release window is great because yeah, like my I'll play some myself. I'll play it with my wife, but like also like I mean everybody's about to be at my wife's parents' house for Christmas soon, so like you know. We could bring the Switch over and have, like, big-ass battles with everybody, so that'll be fun. But, yeah, so anyway, I'm really excited uh, to be playing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I was talking to Chris a little bit earlier about how um, the controls feel weird to me until you... Like, it's almost like they're their own language. Like, once you learn them, it makes sense. But, like, being new to it, you know, it felt kind of weird at first. But um, it's really enjoyable. It feels really, really good. I really like it. It's satisfying. It's fun. I like how it's not just a life meter. I like how it's like just ruin this person and try to knock them off the match. Like I don't know, just it's fun. I like how it's, it's like 
it's like sumo wrestling. Yeah, like and 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 I like that a lot because just like Nintendo's really good at doing, like I'm just gonna use Splatoon as an example. There's shooters everywhere, and they're like, let's do a shooter, but let's do our own twist on it. That's what Smash feels like. We're like, there's tons of fighting games out there, but this one feels like it's its own game. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it's a lot of fun. I have not played online. I have a. I don't know. I <laughs> the Switch's online looks like a joke to me, so I just haven't signed up for their membership yeah i haven't even played splatoon 2 since the online became paid um yeah um and can you talk a little bit about like how how you've been progressing with the unlocks and how you feel uh, about only a couple characters? hours in so i don't have a ton of people unlocked yet but it's really fun and satisfying to be able to to do that i like it a lot yeah. um it's it's fun i'm sure i remember seeing there's ways to unlock them quicker but yeah. I, I like the natural way especially for this be my first foray um, I will say I don't quite understand some stuff yet. I'm going to be looking into some of Polygon's guides. I don't understand what the spirits are. I don't I don't get that. Like when I equip them, they're like they're like perks. And so there are different tiers to of like what each does and like how okay. powerful it is. Yeah, and like when you're doing the World of Light mode, there are like certain I don't know scenarios where you would want to equip different perks. Okay, I should add that, that too. That's all I played so far as World of Light. Um Oh, gotcha, I also gotcha, don't gotcha. know how to play as somebody besides Kirby. I don't. <laughs> oh, you you, <laughs> you you unlock more characters as you go. Okay, so far I've just so, unlocked yeah, spirits. Yeah. I guess is. Yeah, you'll find more. Characters. So, so spirits are like so, your, so think... your quote unquote like weapon loadouts. Unless you're playing as the character, then it's the character. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people have been complaining about the the unlock system in, in that you know they. A lot of people just want it all unlocked from the start. I kind of disagree with that. I think, uh, I think you, you know, it's fun to like have something to work towards. Um, my my complaint maybe though is just that you know you just have to play and then you get the chance to fight the, the characters. Like I kind of like the idea of you get to know how they would control and play and feel to be against them. You know, like yeah, I like that. Yeah, I just kind of wish there were there were like uh, different requirements in order to like, sure. like for example like like i don't know i think in the other games they had like you know uh fall off the map x amount of times and then you'll get the chance to to unlock the original had stuff like that yeah something i don't yeah, know yeah i remember reading about example, codes but... back in the day and like this this is gonna age me i remember reading like codes and magazines back in the day like oh if you beat the master glove guy like a hundred times then you <laughs> unlock so and so you know the master glove guy master yeah. glove guy <laughs> master glove guy yeah um <laughs> but over but overall it seems like we're all pretty much yeah it's really it, right? fun that's oh. what i've been playing primarily i've been really busy with work and christmas shopping we'll be talking about that next week i'm sure yeah and i think maybe if they fix the online a little bit more i know chris you said you were watching a streamer and that seemed fine but uh yeah like yeah if it if, if the online is like pretty good and, and josh maybe if you get the membership Maybe we can all Dude, three jump in there. That'd be fun. I need to get a switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I keep forgetting. I, I do want to say too. Right. I think Nintendo. I mean, I, I. This. It's so stupid. This has to be said. But here's the climate we are in in games. I do think it's great that the care. Like there are so there's so much packed into this sixty dollar package. Yeah. I mean, yeah, remember, you guys remember like was it was it, was it Street Fighter Four when Capcom had a bunch of characters on the disc, but you had to pay for them, and you know, I mean, oh, Nintendo yeah. could have made this like a. And- they could have cut this up and it's so many DLC. We, I mean, if this was any other company, everything we have right now would probably be like at least four different packs of downloadable paid content. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then quickly, I know we're, we, we got to wrap it up here, but uh, uh, 
a couple games I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Messenger I've been playing. It's this sort of uh, you know side scrolling eight bit slash sixteen bit. Does it really looks cool great? Yeah, it looks fun. Through. I want to play it. Yeah, it does this cool thing about halfway through where it uh, it changes from eight bit to sixteen bit, and you play as this like ninja, and you've got like you know attacks and jumps. It you know almost a little bit of Castlevania in there, Mega Man ish. Yeah, it's kind, kind of, of a genre shift almost. Yeah, uh, but I love the music in it. I think it's fantastic, and I love the art. And man, that game that's there have been like a few indie games this year that have just sort of blown mm-hmm. up, and that's one of them. Um, and then the last game I just wanted to touch on quickly is uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll. Um, I don't know if you guys have played the Katamari games, but just a quick explanation. You play as this little creature thing. I don't know what he is, but you push around this ball, and the ball will, like, grab other things. Like, it, like things will stick to it. And as the ball gets bigger, you can grab bigger things. And that's the loop. It's just this, like, addicting thing. And, like, so you, you, you have this, like, level. It's like a house or whatever, a neighborhood. And you start out, and you're, like, really tiny. You're, like, an inch tall, if that. And you've got this little ball, and, like, your goal is to just get to the size of the requirements of that you know, of that level, whatever, within the allotted time. So you're just, like, rolling around things, and, like, you know, you'll see, like, a big shoe or whatever, and you're like, oh, I can't get that yet. So then you'll go, like, roll into, like, you know, little thumbtacks or whatever, and then you'll get to the size where you can roll up the shoe, and then, okay, now I can roll up several shoes, and then now I'm the size of a bed, and, like... It's just really, really weird, and then you end up rolling up the whole universe. I've never played Katamari, but uh, this being on the Switch, and I've heard that this this specific one's really fun. I got the demo downloaded. I'm going to check it out, and I'll likely end up buying it. It looks really appealing and fun. Yeah, it's really funny. Oh, my God, the art is, like, so... Like, there's the, the king of the cosmos. He's, like, telling you what to do or whatever, and he is just this, like, goofy, just over-the-top... Oh, man, the art is so weird um the game controls like shit i will (laughs) i will throw that out there so just keep that in mind if you can get past that though i think you might like it um so that's all that's basically all of it and a little bit of smash and pokemon of course oh i forgot to Um, mention i've been playing below i just started playing that oh yeah quickly quickly talk about that because that's one that has been in development for like six years yeah it's uh first i want to mention too in case anyone's on the fence if you've got an xbox it's on game pass um, it, it launched in Game Pass. I don't know if it'll be in there permanently. It's not Microsoft published, so that I don't think it would be. But it's in there right now. And they always give you a heads up when it's about to leave, like a month in advance. Like I wish Netflix did. And um, it's 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 really fun. It's oh man, it's so atmospheric. So you start off, and it's got like a five minute long cutscene that just draws you in. Um, you first just see clouds and darkness, and it's raining and thunder, and just thunder and lightning. And it's, oh, it's so pretty. And uh, it, it, the camera eventually pans down. You're like, there's this there's this ship moving in the water. And then a couple minutes, same kind of stuff, you know, the clouds, thunder, rain, and the ship's moving. And then it, the camera kind of zooms in a little bit. And then this little tiny your character is very small. Uh, I mean, the the, the the styles, you know, it's a top down. He gets out of the ship right, and you just right. start, you're, you're on the shore and that's it. There's no explanation given. Um, it really reminds me, I'm getting like vibes from like Limbo and like uh, uh, Inside. I mean, not not gameplay, but I mean, like, as far as, like, how uh, minimal it is, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like, aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically, yeah. And, uh, but it's, 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 uh, it reminds me of, like, uh, Zelda, where, like, you know, um, it's not an RPG, but you're, you're, you're going around and you're slashing enemies and you're, I've got a bow and, um, it's, like, a little puzzly. Like, I'm only, like, the first hour in, but it's, I'm definitely, it's grabbed me. It's really good. Um, and it's what? What's the and so is it like a roguelike kind of deal? Oh, or? I I don't 
I don't know. I know that sounds weird, but I was I, I remember hearing that. It, I remember he, I think I heard something like that. It was, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I um, heard that too. Well, maybe report back next week after you've put a little bit more into it and and talk more about it because that's one that I've I've been so curious about because it's been in development for so long and just like it went radio silent. We never heard from. Yeah, it that was one of the announcements yeah. that they said at uh, the Game Awards. It was pretty much like, oh, and this is launching on Xbox. Uh, you know, like like uh, Game Pass, whatever, like tomorrow, like or you know whatever. And that was everybody was like, holy crap! And that's what. That's what uh, I remember hearing about it, but if they hadn't announced it, then I, it might have flown under my radar because it was kind of a quiet release. Other than that, you know, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll report right, back. Right. But yeah, it's it's really exciting so far. I would definitely at least recommend checking it out. Um, yeah, especially Xbox One Game Pass. Owners. Yeah, and if you don't have Game Pass, if, you, if you've never had it before, you can get a free two week trial. And if you don't have it, but you've had it before, you can do. Right now, they've got a deal for a dollar for a month, and they do that deal quite a bit. I usually end up getting it for like. A dollar a month here and there, like you know, ten dollars for three months. That, but yeah, it's standard price is ten dollars, and it includes over two hundred games. So it's it's a great value, just standard price too. And below is right. forty bucks. So even if you're like, all I'm gonna do is play play below, and that's it. I mean, hey, that's you, you can just buy a month and you know play that. But right. Um, okay. Well, we need to wrap things up because we're about to record our game of the year episode after this, and that's probably gonna gonna be a lengthy discussion. So um thank you everybody for joining us here for episode four of the games list chris where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me at penwell writes on twitter and uh maybe bago games yeah do you have anything in the works at bago games that you can talk about um i'm working on a desert child review i'm working on a bunch of things so just like i've been so back backlogged recently that I need yeah, to, yeah yeah in the college soon i'll yeah. have some stuff out so Cool, Keep looking. Cool. Um, and what about you, Josh? Uh, at Mr. Josh online? Nichols on Twitter, um, where I primarily just talk about games and cats. <laughs> games and cats. I like <laughs> that. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. And I recently just got hired on as a news writer on PlayStation Lifestyle.net. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'll be doing that. Uh, I'll be writing a lot of articles for that. So you can check that out there. Um, thank you again, everybody. And stay tuned for our Game of the Year discussion uh, whenever that goes live. We're still working on figuring that out. But appreciate you uh, staying here with us. Take care. Bye.